0: We always have time for tech. We want the best possible product.
1: It's a high production moment.
0: Yeah, as well as high as I can get. <laughs> well, it's just, I'm pretty high, so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tony Soto. Soto. Tony. Tony
0: Soto. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Tony Soto Show. My name is Tony Soto and uh, it's just me. Yep, that's right. We are back for another solo with Soto. Um, so just a little program note um we're gonna do uh another solo w- with me next week as well we're just gonna round out february with nothing but just one-on-ones with your good gal pal tony soto um and remember we do this live you can watch this show live you can see all the shit that i'll uh, i will ultimately cut out of the final product um if you subscribe to the Tony Soto Show Patreon. It is only $5 a month. And with your support, I can uh, make more stuff, new stuff, different stuff, but still with me. Cause hopefully that's who you're here for. Hopefully that's who you're coming to listen to every week. I'm so sorry, um, but you know, life gets in the way a lot of the time but I'm sure Maxwell and Diana will be back soon, at some point, but who knows? But in the meantime, here she is. Um, I just got back, I just got back to LA. I got to experience some winter. I went to Michigan, chilly, chilly Michigan, uh, to go and celebrate my good Judy Shea Coule's birthday. I think she's like well into her 30s at this point. So I couldn't tell you. I don't think it was a momentous birthday. Um, you know, at this point she's got enough money, she's not gonna age any longer. So, but it was um it was a really cute trip because you know, when you run in and you get to see friends that you haven't seen in years and you know that um your friends have had like you know some real life trials like they've really been tested in the the time spans of your absence together um and but but when you get together it's just, it's just so great how like you can just pick up where you left off and just uh maintain a steady path of like really legit friendship um, and so there were some like really stellar Judy's. Uh, Maxwell was there too. So it was nice. It was our first vacation. But I'll tell you, I was tested. Speaking of tested, you ought to talk about tested. So this was the first time, I think, don't quote me on that. Cause honestly, I don't have a lot of recollection of life moments. But I think this was the first time that I was in an airplane uh, since the pandemic. And I'm going to tell you, that um and this is not my joke and i don't remember the comedian but i remember watching a comedian say that you know uh but uh, train our planes are wild now because bus people uh can afford to fly because i mean i don't think there need to be friendly skies so friendly means not everyone should be able to fly (laughs) so i've been worried this whole time um Uh, about like i I don't want to be on one of those viral planes because here's the thing i hate a delay there's one thing in life that i hate is for someone to take up my time like if i'm in forward uh momentum she's a big girl so it takes a lot it takes a lot of work and energy to stop okay so um the last thing I would wanna do, cause I've been deplaned before, but for like mechanical issues. And I'll tell you, I wanna cuss everybody out. Um, and uh, so if it was somebody like, who was having an issue with a mask, as I'm like sitting there, uh, you know, just uh, uh, harvesting new mask knee for the week, If that was going to hold me up, if I was going to get the plane for that or, God forbid, landed in some other city because you had to take it down mid-flight, I would lose my shit. But I'll tell you, that did not happen. So, uh, but what did happen was because I had to, I I had to miss the beginning of the trip because I do learn the words, pitch on the first Monday of every month. And so, obviously, I had a show and the show must go on. So, I was like, well, I'll get there. On Tuesday, I'll take a really early flight, uh, which was a 6 a.m. flight. I'll get to Chicago by noon, and then I uh, will drive to Michigan, which was a six-hour drive, and I'd get there by like five or six o'clock in the evening. Have a nice Tuesday evening through Friday in this fabulous winter cabin in the Upper Peninsula area of uh, Michigan. East Coast time, who knew? And um, I get to the airport, And the moment I get to the airport, which I think was like 4 a.m., because I like to be early, I don't, like I said, I don't want to be held up, Um, the plane is delayed five hours. Like The moment I get to the airport, the moment I step into the airport, it is like this plane will not leave until 11 o'clock a.m. And so uh, that was my reality. And I tried so hard to get uh, another flight. Uh, I even went to another another airline, but she ain't got it like that. She ain't got it like that. I can't just go to another airline and be like, hi, I want to drop more money on a trip to Michigan. Like, come on now. Like I love Shea Coule, but ultimately I do have my limits. And I <laughs> have them, but um, I ultimately got there. I got there on, on uh, Wednesday evening. Um, I missed the skiing, darn. But um, I'll tell you, I I'm I'm irritated with travel because it is my intention always with travel to like stay on my like wellness routine. You know what I mean? Like I work out in Los Angeles. I I'm active. I try to like you know. Uh, stay trim but the moment I am on vacation I'll tell you my routines are just out the window and so now I'm sitting around my house because of course I got Garrett's popcorn so I'm having cheese and caramel popcorn for breakfast now Um, and I have already as of Monday of this week and at recording it's Tuesday and if you're listening to this then it is Wednesday On Monday, I gave up and said, I'm not going to the gym this week. I'm calling this week off. This, I took last week off, and I'm calling this week off too. Like, who the fuck do I think I am? Anyway, what I am is uh, I was a sports gay. That's right. That's right. The Rams and the Bengals. That's right, guys. This is what happens when Tony's by herself. Cause you know, she's not, she's not opposed to some sports. So I'll tell you, um, uh, being, a, a, living in Chicago, um, I was a Bears fan, you know, I like football. I don't mind football and I'm fine with losing cause I was a Bears fan. But uh, you know, I don't think that LA has that. I, I feel like LA is being forced into being a sports town. I don't think that we really care. I mean, I it's, I don't think that we really care at all, but I, went to West Hollywood. That's right. A West Hollywood evening. I had five beers, everybody. Five alcoholic beers. Yeah. She left WeHo drunk. That's right. She did. She got a little drunk because it was sports. And not that I gave a shit. About the Rams uh, or the Bengals, because I'll tell you, when I flew into L.A. and I got to LAX, and it was just surrounded by Ohioans, I was like, "This, these people cannot win." You know what I mean? Like, we do not want this crop of humans like uh, rejoicing in our streets. It's going to get messy. I mean, I think that uh, people in L.A. might have tagged a bus, uh, yes, while it was on its route. But hey. Um, but I feel like Ohio burns buses. You know what I mean. I feel like that's I feel like that that's the type of folks that come out of Ohio. It's the ones like, uh, ooh, a Molotov cocktail is that what it's a Molotov, You know the 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 bottles with the gas and the rags. Um, so, uh, but weho, what I, I'll tell you, guys. It, this is the thing, even within our community, because there are so many things that gays like from the, like, cause you have the sporty gays and then you have the pop culture gays who, uh, want to, uh, watch the commercials. And then you have, um, the, uh, halftime gays who uh, want to dance to the divas. And then you have the uh, addiction gays who gamble on everything with the gays games. So it's a big mix of our community. But I'll tell you, like, there is nothing more annoying than sitting and watching a game next to someone who is just a halftime gay or who's just a commercial gay. Um, because once their shit is off, then they're not engaged anymore. Not that you have to hear a game, but uh, I'd like I'd like to. I get easily distracted by uh, people around me, Um, but also I was in a gay bar for the uh, WeHo for the first time since COVID, so that's revolutionary. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was so fun that the next day I went back to WeHo for a drag show. So I mean, I must, I must, I must be turning a leaf. Um, but, but honestly, no, because it is exhausting there. I can tell you, I don't know. I don't know how people, more people don't look exhausted in, in West Hollywood, because there's just, there's just too much of, of, it, it just, just too much of, of, uh, of nobody asked for this. You know what I mean? Like nobody, who, who asked for it? Who asked for this uh, in such a populous area? Like who needs so much of this? Um. A lot of cute boys, though. I did end up kissing uh, a boy because at this point, I at this point, I just want the COVID. Because you fuckers, I I don't know if I talked about this on on any of the shows yet, but I was at a party and I had told someone I was like, "Oh, I I haven't gotten COVID yet," and they they really wanted to change my narrative immediately. They're like, "You had it. There's no way you didn't have it." Uh, they were like, and so I'm sitting here being like, oh, so you're saying I've been asymptomatic and murdering people. I'm a murderer. But in my head, I don't I haven't had it. So <laughs> I mean, if I'm asymptomatic, um I as I as one gay told me who I don't remember said, but I didn't agree at the time, but now it fits my narrative. There's no morality in COVID. There's no morality, you know? Case okay, so of Raw sarah speaking of morality uh i uh was reading the washington post that's right um and uh apparently good old texas now i don't i don't know a lot of texas drove through it once didn't see any of the luster um all the all the bad californians are moving there now so it's just gonna get worse but uh it, the headline was texas patients are racing to get abortions <laughs> just, and i know that that's not funny because you know abortions regardless of what it is you know uh, i'm not one of those people who think that life begins at conception i think that that fucker needs to breathe uh earn it you know what i mean you're like just floating around soaking up nutrients out of it you're, you're you're a parasite until you breathe honey Like mean, that's what you are you're an invasive species until you breathe so um so seriously, get all the abortions you want. I say, I say, buy one, get one free. Um, I have lots of friends who used it as birth control in the nineties. So, uh, uh, and if you don't want have if you don't want to have children ever, have a couple of abortions because that's scar tissue, ladies. Um, anywho, in my head, it's just very funny to me because the people who make the laws in texas are voted in by the people of texas so the fact that they let their state get so fucking far gone uh and now they the 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 deadline and the law is about to take effect everyone's racing to get their abortions uh good luck texas good luck to all of you it's gonna be a lot of tripping downstairs y'all and uh you might break an ankle too. So aborted baby and a broken ankle. I don't know where this is going. Hey guys, uh, before we take a break, the Oscars came out with not one, not two, but three hostesses, uh, Wanda Sykes, Amy Schumer, and Regina Hall are the three hosts of this year's Oscars and I'm here to say I don't give a fuck about the Oscars. I thought for sure that COVID would have destroyed award ceremonies but never happened won't ever happen and and like I don't I haven't watched any of the movies. I'll tell you even since movies like are on Netflix now and on other streaming services that I might own I still don't watch them. I don't I don't know what that's saying about me. Maybe I hate entertainment, but like, eh, now that it's there, I'll get to it. You know what I mean? I'm rewatching Community. I'm very busy. Speaking of busy, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to chat with our fabulous guest this week, Boss. We'll be right
1: back. Tony Soto Show.
0: All right, we are back with the show. Now, listeners, I'm gonna tell you, and I've said it many times, if there's one thing that I can see is success in other people. And a friend of the pod, Bitch Puddin', who is a wonderful drag queen here in Los Angeles, is just really hustling and bustling to, uh, to bring out new and interesting talent. And this is where I saw my guest today who also ultimately win, ended up winning that said competition. I have Boss here. Hello, Boss. Hello. Welcome to the Tony Soto Show. Thank you so much. We were just talking before we came on, uh, before we started recording again, you came to learn the words, bitch. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. What did you think of the show?
1: I was blown away by the audacity. <laughs> I'll say that. Inspired.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean I I just love that like it it's like I don't do anything literally it's it's all the people that come out
1: I think you're doing the most in that dress and heels that night girl you were doing more than any of those people on stage who got up with no costume
0: I'm always overdressed at Bar. it's just that bar Uh boss I think thank it's you It's easy
1: so- to do. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It
0: is. But thank you so much for coming on the show now now I want to just start off because I I did not know who you were, and mm-hmm. the moment that I saw you because I judged wanted to do drags um, the the first night the second night because okay. it was it was like the first night of the competition that's right because you guys had the audition thing the week before or whatever
1: right 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 and I was just like the cattle call
0: yeah 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 I was just like, oh, oh <laughs> this this bitch is probably gonna win now um <laughs> You're from Arizona. Yes. What is, is that Fresh like where, from
1: Arizona? Is that
0: like where you're you were you were born and raised was in Arizona?
1: So I lived in Arizona since I was seven. Um, but I was actually born in Germany by way of the military. I ended up in Arizona oh. and spent mo- most of my life there. Um, and the sort of emergence of my drag happened in Phoenix. Um, and that was awesome. The scene there is super supportive and, um, alternative and really ready to celebrate newcomers. So Arizona so, was great for me.
0: So you, I'm sorry. So you were born in Germany, but you, you moved to Arizona as an infant or.
1: I So it, the, the journey went Germany to Alabama Ooh. where I picked up just enough of a twang and internalized just enough homophobia to send me on my way. (laughs) And then I found myself in Arizona at seven and spent most of my time there. And now I'm here in LA since New Year's Eve.
0: So uh, yes, she is a brand new transplant to the city. And I cannot wait because like, we're gonna talk about that. Because that's, that's a that's a moment and a move. Um, Now, do you identify? Are you a queer person? Are you like, what? how do you identify?
1: Yeah, I am a pussy loving queer person. Um I I came out super late, but I am making up for it by fagging my heart out on a regular basis. So Wait,
0: how old are you? Can you no, I, I I'm may-
1: 29.
0: Okay. All right, work. And when did you come out?
1: I came out when I was 25. <sighs>
0: What, what Okay, so I'm already yeah, off the girl. off the rails. Yeah, See, this girl. is this is what I'm already <laughs> off the list of questions, and I'm into it because like this this fascinates me. The latent life gay to me is uh, nice. is is a fascinating creature because because only because like I don't well I'm a Gen Xer I wasn't raised correctly and I was over sexualized. So like I was like touch it, but like what was <laughs> what was the blockade for you from for coming mm. out for so long?
1: You know what it really was, Tony, was that I didn't know any queer people. I did not yeah, see them. And yeah. so important. And I grew up on PBS and NPR. Like, I, you know what I mean? I was not watching MTV. I was not. I was. I loved watching movies like The Birdcage, but I never really put it together. Yeah. Well, because um, those
0: are those are gay men, silly men. Those are like,
1: gay men. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Not the exactly. same. Exactly. Right. And the one other lesbian that went to my high school who swore I was gay, and I hated her, she came to school in a chicken suit all the time and got made fun of. So I was like, I'm not gonna do that. I'm just not gonna do that. First of all, where
0: is she now is what I want to know. Like, where is that icon? Where is that icon?
1: I think. Actually, this is not a joke. I think she's actually breeding hawks in Arizona. Work,
0: so. work, hawk breeder, work. I bet, even, on, I bet that lesbian. gets her a lot of ass. I bet. I mean, walking. Yeah. You, I bet I, if a gay man walked in and said, "I breed hawks," I'd be like, "I suck your dick." Uh, Come on. <laughs> so you, so like at twenty-five, you mm-hmm. uh, you came out, right? Um. So then, how did how did you get into drag? Like, what was that step? Mm.
1: So, okay, I'm working at this restaurant in Phoenix, and um, I just broke up with my first queer partner, so feeling kind of depressed, and a friend from work took me to a drag show. I had never, I mean, I've been a performer my whole life. I'm a trained dancer, I'm a singer, I've been in the arts the whole time, right, like most of the gays are um friend took me to a drag show and I was like this is the tea this is how I want to perform look at these queer people performing for other queer people like how do I sign up yeah so it never really occurred to me at that time that like I wasn't watching any women or AFAB people it took a long time before I even saw a drag king or like a trans man doing drag yeah but it didn't matter to me I was like I can have this I can do this and my friends were super supportive and yeah
0: I, I mean I, I think that there's there's something to be said about like uh, it was so uh, dominated by well gay men and, and trans women uh, during my day um, that I love that there were there are people that are outside that can be like um, Oh, I can see a way into this. Now yeah. you said that you said that you were uh, after after a breakup with your first. Are you a, are you a serial monogamous? Like, how are you when it comes to oh, honey. Uh, the the vaginas?
1: Well, um let's see. I like them abundant, multiple. I like like my income. You know what I mean? Multiple (laughs) streams. Constant multiple streams of pussy raining down. That's my my, sexuality.
0: I'm so into that. Now, also, you are current. You're in a pretty famous drag family, right? Do you want to tell us about this?
1: Yes. And how it happened?
0: Because like I would imagine this was like a you were seen moment.
1: I was seen, honey. So uh, the the drag show that kind of raised me is called The Queer Agenda, and it was and is um, hosted by Benediction, Astrid Aurelia, Ruby Moore, and before the pandemic, Dolly was a regular at this drag show. So I had been going to this drag show like church every week for like two years, and I started doing drag there. Dolly saw me perform one time and invited me to perform at his show Dollhouse, which was just him and Astrid. Um, hosting a really cool alternative drag show at this little dive bar in Phoenix so I pulled up to dollhouse one night and performed and after that night it kind of became official like I was a part of the house so
0: now if you've been living under a rock and you don't know listeners (laughs) Dolly is the current winner of the Boohoo Brothers Dragula so um so we
1: stand
0: and and I also met uh Astrid um yeah I, re- I met them recently at not right. well it was during uh Dracula at when I was at Bitter Betty's home when we were watching uh the episode where she went home right. and um no I'm not I don't think I've met Dali but but you and Astrid are just very like personable, able to speak. Like, uh, I I, I like that. I don't know that 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 was necessarily a prerequisite of being in the house, but I like that it was like well represented that eye contact and able to make a sentence. Cause you don't always find that in a lot of drag performers.
1: (laughs) We have many talents.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like what's your educational background? How far did you get into Did you go to college and whatnot?
1: Yeah, so I actually have a degree in dance performance. uh, that took me long enough, but I started out uh, studying vocal performance. So I've kind of always been in the arts, and I've always been in dance studios or little uh, performance circles in the community. Um, it's just really where I find my home. So. You
0: do sing beautifully, like Thank you. you uh, w- well, let's go into this competition. So you are, so you want to do drags yes. hosted by Bitch Puddin, who I saw last night, and I was like bitch does it get annoying to you when people call you bitch pudding and she's like no it doesn't it doesn't get on my nerves i think like, well it gets on mine i was like it's not even spelled right it's pudding i was like you're a bitch pudding like jesus christ get it right people but um now <clears throat> bitch moved uh to la after her fucking victory on dragula right.
1: and since
0: coming to la has really worked hard to create um events and shows that uh showcase diverse talent as well as young talent so they came up with this competition how did you because you're in phoenix at this point right living your life doing your gig there how did you hear about this uh so you want to do drags which is literally a bar fucking competition i i need to i need the world to know that this was a bar a bar competition with a prize like there was like a prize package but it was at precinct and and she's in phoenix so tell us right tell us the journey
1: so okay four score and seven years ago i got invited to evita party at in weho i'm in phoenix somebody tells me you've got to come to evita okay fine
0: Okay, their so, energy on that is a little too uh, much. If you ask, I've been to Evita. They didn't need to come with at you like that. You know what I mean?
1: They could have been like,
0: would you like to come to
1: Evita? <laughs> <laughs> it was incredibly lit, yeah. From the invitation to the party itself. So- I go to Evita, the and then I'm at Evita. Somebody says, you got to go to Torture Garden this weekend. So I go to Torture Garden.
0: What the, what the, what the, what's a Torture Garden? I never so, remember, I'm 42 gardens. years old and like to stay home. I don't know a lot of these words okay. you're saying, boss. What is it?
1: Okay, well, get out your rosary, Tony, because Torture Garden is the largest like kink and BDSM party in the world, I'm pretty sure. Oh, she's um, kinky, just, is she? Mm, well, she was that night, that's for sure. Um, it was at the Globe. It was a total gag. I left for that party at 9 o'clock and came home at 7 in the morning, Tony. It was crazy. Listen, I am a, I am a in bed, on time, up early, doing my yoga type of girl. I am not a kind of, like, party queen. But this night, I really went off, came Test home. in the water,
0: seeing what L.A. was about. You have to do yeah. that.
1: Yeah. When in Rome.
0: Of course.
1: So I... To be completely honest, how I found out about Bitch's competition was I come home from this party. I'm sitting there, wig crooked to say the least. It is 7 a.m. I am crossed for my life and scrolling, doom scrolling through my Instagram. And this uh, flyer comes up for the competition. And I thought, this is not a coincidence. You know, I'm in LA. I got to do it. So I went, not knowing either that signing up for that night meant signing up for the next 10 weeks and you know the major transition of my life I thought it was like one night only I'll collect my cash prize and get my plane in the morning no big deal
0: well, so that's what that's what you initially thought you so when you were when you when you because it was like it was like 30 uh drag artists right that 39 through,
1: 39 <laughs> yeah. so yeah.
0: remember what I said here listeners this is precinct downtown big bar for sure but this was like a weekday and 39 people came out night. for a for an open call audition for a bar competition that's how much like uh want there is to be able to like find a stage and twirl and um so wait when did you realize that it was uh it was going to be a commitment
1: um, after I had just gone up and given my name to the stage manager, I was like, "Let me, you know, now that I'm signed up for this thing, let me just go back and really read that Instagram post in my full coherency." And I was like, "Okay, well, I'm signed up. Whatever happens, happens. Let's just go for it." And here we are.
0: So what did you do? So did, did, did you, you didn't back and forth for too long, right? Like you ultimately came and moved here during the competition, right?
1: Yes, because the night that felony was judging. like the third or fourth week um I guess there was a rumor going around felony the dodger um I guess there was a rumor going around that I was planning to move to LA so I was like okay so felony approached me and was like hey when are you coming to LA and I thought "Mm, I don't know whenever I find a place
0: yeah and
1: she told me well I live right around the corner I've got an empty room come check it out so it just everything just really aligned like that um
0: so, well, That's
1: all I can so say,
0: that, I mean, first of all, I love that. I love that like throwing caution to the wind because honestly, it was like it, I feel like in that story, a lot of things just fell into place. Uh, because it you really ultimately did, yeah. ended up winning yes. the competition. And it was a it was a stiff competition. It, it was there was a lot of really good r- talents. How was your experience doing the show?
1: listen i have never grown so much in a in a in, and i've been in a lot of performance settings let me tell you i have done i have done everything from hannah montana impersonations <laughs> to a proper there are those videos contemporary dance I've, i'm gonna revive her soon for a drag number i'm sure but I have run the gamut as far as performance stuff goes, and I have never stepped my pussy up so hard as I did for Bitch competition. The final four was so fierce. I. I have never felt so adequately challenged. I will say to, to quote Abora, actually from what was it, season two of Dracula? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, uh, so since winning the competition and like the dust settling, yeah, and now you're in LA.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: good decision, bad decision.
1: I am right where I belong.
0: Awesome. That's. I Absolutely. mean, that's. I mean, that's that's because like it's like. Anyone who comes to LA, I always am like, you're going to need a year before you love it. Um, But I like it when, but like, it did take me a year to fall in love with LA, but it took me a few months to realize that I had made the right decision. Absolutely. There's just more momentum here. Like there's just more like things that will help drive you forward. Um, Yeah. So what are the goals with drag? What, what what are you trying to do?
1: Here? That's a great question. Um, well, the reason I do and have always done drag is really to foster a sense of belonging and, and unify the community. I think that is the that is the cornerstone of queer health and that's my day job. Um, so that I think is always driving me forward and is always kind of folded into my goals for the future of drag, that it can just be a, a platform for... Um, Speaking truth to power and bringing people together from the margins to center. However, on a more concrete and maybe um, selfish note, I want to be queen of the universe.
0: Oh yes, bitch! I didn't know that, that was still a thing you could do. Yeah. <laughs> like, are, are you game show bound? Like because you're from that famous family? Would the boohoo's get their uh, grips on you uh, if they ever let? Um, like they have let afab uh, performers on
1: uh, Dragula, yes.
0: On RuPaul, right? No, nothing on RuPaul. Oh, on RuPaul. Yeah, I don't know.
1: RuPaul, no, they, um, as discussed in your last podcast, had the unmitigated nerve to have a straight man on the show before they had an afab performer. So, well, perhaps- then they have a,
0: I think in UK they had an afab performer. I think in the UK, not right. that, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like right. the, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so the
1: US will be running up behind their progress as always, as, as we've al- always done through history.
0: But are you ga- <laughs> are you game show interested? Like, is that something that you're interested in doing?
1: Well, that's what I mean by Queen of the Universe. You know about this show.
0: Oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. I don't. I thought you were just saying in general. I thought you were talking a Jess. I want to rule the world. I was like, all right, bitch, Girlfriend,
1: you've never heard of Queen of the Universe. Okay, listen. So Paramount Plus, Trixie Mattel. Um, oh, this is Vanessa sing-
0: Oh, the drag singing competition. Yes. Right, 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 right. Of course. Yes yes, 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 I do know. I did not. I've not watched it. Um, okay. Uh, but uh but uh, oh so so yes that's a that's because that's a singing like uh do you, is it like uh if you you get voted off if you're bad and you keep going on if you're good
1: um so they have one season and i assume the rules will change as the seasons evolve but they started out with th- it kind of looked like Butch pudding situation it was like they started out with 40 11 queens they cut it down to like one and a half and then they got to fight for the death for four four episodes Um, but the talent on there it is and the talent is staggering i would love to to rise to that occasion and just to sing for trixie mattel
0: (laughs) well i mean work and i'll tell you i i do love me some trixie friend of the pod trixie mattel um don't we all well listen i think that uh i think that people are going to be seeing more of you and i think that you have so many uh uh abilities that Ooh. it's gonna leave a lot of, of, of other performers in the dust we're gonna take a quick break uh but we'll be right back
1: sounds good Tony show.
0: all right we are back with the show and i'm just realizing that the gym downstairs is full of kids fighting each other
1: <gasps> again
0: yeah well i live above a Child's gym, which is uh awful in itself, but uh because there's nothing worse than the sound of a joyous child. I tell you, I hate it. Um, all right, boss, real quick. What's your favorite snack? Is she is she sweet? Is she is she salty? Ooh. What what is she?
1: My favorite snack is um let's see a dyke in the streets and a femme in the sheets. That's my favorite snack.
0: Oh my gosh, she is on fire. See, this is the thing about what the late in life case, everybody and the repressiveness of it. They come out either really uh, more repressed or they come out just like,
1: touch it. Honey, I'm untethered.
0: (laughs) Wait, is the trade cute in LA? Like, uh, is there like,
1: my um, mind is blown. I have never even been around this many young people, let alone this many young queer people, let alone, alone this many young, hot queer people. Oh, I am yeah. like, wow, the, yeah. the ratio to uh, fuckable to unfuckable in Arizona is just devastating. So <laughs> this is a come up in so many ways. I'm here for
0: that. All right what are you watching right now are you into tv like what are you watching
1: i have never been a tv bitch but i have been watching and re-watching rupaul duh i'm watching season 14 unfold right now um and and queen of the universe the one season they've given us i've watched it too many times
0: really so. you're a repeat yes. watcher of a one season show
1: I'm studying honey.
0: I mean, they're going to come back. I'm sure that they had good uh, ratings. It's a, it's a great concept and it's a lot of of fun. Now I watched uh, my first episode of uh, RuPaul's game show uh, while I was in the Midwest and I watched the straight boy go home. Okay. And I just thought I'm like, i'm like oh if you're so over uh like you're overproduced that like you're so right. out of ideas that bringing a straight guy on it was embarrassing it's watching that man try to do like fashion stuff and to see him walk i was like no and i'm no gazelle but i'm just saying i like like i don't, I don't need you clomping around uh
1: Here's my thing, Tony. There yes. is no deficit of spaces for that demographic of people to be self expressive, and they've made that clear. So why are we taking up?
0: I just don't know. I, I just, <sighs> I just don't know how, in one breath, we can be like the the, the patriarchy, the white man, the must,
1: the
0: must have, like uh, approach their privilege and, and realize, and then they're like, but let's let them do drag with us. But
1: let's put them on this. Show. I was God. like, no one
0: asked for that, and if you oh. do, and, and that's what, i and you know, I've said it again, and I'll say it about the boohoos again in their show, they didn't make disasterinas, uh, sexuality, right. Um, right? I thought that
1: uh, was interesting.
0: It was like, mm-hmm. uh, hey, here it is, and then that was right. basically it, and then it was just like, oh, you're just a weird drag artist. Okay, cool. Right. Um, do okay. Best advice you ever got?
1: Mm, wherever you are, be all there.
0: Wherever, yeah, you know, I need to take that advice because there's a lot of times that I'll just check out.
1: Okay, girl. Well, we're almost done here. So stay online. Okay. Stay
0: with us. <laughs> you saw it happen. um <laughs> All right. What is the grossest smell to you?
1: Mm, fake bitches.
0: <laughs> Can't there's stand a, them. There's a smell to that, huh? There's a smell.
1: Nauseating. <laughs> from 50 paces.
0: Uh, so, like, do you have any, uh, plans to like are, are are you twirling at any bars around or like what what is what is the where where's where's she at?
1: Where's she at next? Tomorrow she's at Roccos. Um, Tomorrow, doing, we need to we
0: need to give we need to do yeah. number dates here because this is for the listeners. Is this is this on so, Wednesday?
1: You mean? Let's see. Tomorrow, Wednesday, the sixteenth.
0: So that would be today for anyone who's actually listening to it on the podcast because this yes. comes out on Wednesday. So okay. It would be, so you could say uh, today I'll be at Rocco's.
1: Tonight I will be at Rocco's. I have all of three and a half friends in LA and this competition is judged by audience votes. So I'm really just going for the fun of oh, it.
0: What is this competition? Tell us what this is. Um,
1: It's called Billy Francesca's dragged out competition.
0: And is Billy Francesca the host of, the, I have no, no, I know. Uh-uh. But we, we have um, an enigma to me.
1: Well, you and me both. So <laughs> I'm going to find out tonight uh, what this show is about and who, Who's really behind all the scenes? But a lot of the queens that I was with in Bitches Competition recommended me this way, so I'm headed there uh, with fingers crossed.
0: Have you done Exposure? Have you done Exposure Drag? Um, I went home? to
1: Exposure a couple weeks ago. I would love to do that one. It was so cool. That space. oh,
0: you have to reach out to them. They're gonna like like I think like I think that you. I mean. Uh, you live with felony. Tell her to get you in with Valora Tees and whatnot, and all those folks that that, uh, that do that shit. Well, I mean, like I said, um, I think that if uh, drag is what you want to do, mm-hmm. I think that you can do it. But also, I think that you can do so many other things. So I think you're fine. <laughs> Thanks, um, and I suggest I wish anyone, I could say the
1: same to
0: you. Oh, I'm struggling every day. <sighs> let me tell you. I don't even know how I'm standing up right now. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna put the stand-up desk, but I'm leaning. I'm leaning. Um, but like if you if you're listening to my voice, listeners, and if you ever see boss on a poster, you have to go and see because you're not gonna know what you're gonna get, which is what makes it exciting. Um, why don't you tell us? where we can find you on social media
1: sure so on instagram uh it's it's the boss three words it's the boss and it's the first one that comes up i'm on tiktok under the same handle and there's two underscores before and after but if you just type in it's the boss i'm i'm pretty much the only one that comes up um and that is the extent of the social media i can tolerate (laughs)
0: <laughs> are there any haters in phoenix that because you uh you you're you're out here trying to make it
1: um if there are i can't hear them
0: that's what i'm saying <laughs> see and that's also what's great about being like really unengaged on a lot of social media it's like uh, i can't possibly yeah. um uh, well i appreciate you for coming on the show okay, i'm excited funny. to see what's next and uh you know uh we'll i'll see you around the town for sure
1: i'll see you um, around
0: girl now we have come to the end of uh, another Tony Soto Show. If you like the Tony Soto Show, will you please go and subscribe to our iTunes page, rate the show, leave a comment. It really does help if you engage. It gets us up there, apparently. It makes our makes us a little more noticeable. More people can see us. Um, uh, I also do the Gay Power Half Hour Anywhere podcast or stream with my good Judy uh, Casey Lai, so tune into that. Listen to that, new episodes, almost every week. I am The Tony Soto Show on Instagram, Twitter, and Venmo, uh, if you feel so inclined. And once again, the Patreon, $5 a month. You can afford that. Come over to Patreon, The Tony Soto Show, and you can watch these solo shows and see uh, my facial expressions when someone says something stupid. Uh, You won't see it on this one. You won't see it at all. Uh, Be back next week. Oh my God, next week. So from... um, the new show "Hot House."
1: Ooh. Um, I
0: have the adorable pup on script. So, script will be on the show. I'm very excited to talk to him about his experience with uh, the HBC uh, Miss Tiffany Pollard. So, see you next week. Bye.